Hello and welcome to Live and Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. Oh yes, Lord. I have a God who is so beautiful. I have a God who is so beautiful. I don't know how you see God, but God is so beautiful. God is beautiful that anything he has created himself is so beautiful. But if you look at the creation of God, it tells you how beautiful the Lord is. And if our God, his, his face is on your life, you can just imagine who you are and what you are in his sight. Amen. Let's be seated. Thank you, guys. And I heard my mother's voice. And I heard my mother's voice. And my mother's voice that I heard, I remember so many years back. I have no idea what she was going through. She had five boys. And my uncle also had five boys. And my uncle had traveled out of the country. So it was my father and my mother, who was taking care of them boys. And I heard her voice. She was in the kitchen, and she was singing. And she said, oh, Alfred. Alfred was her husband. That's my father. And you know, those times, we were far. <laughs> if I say we were far, I don't know if you understand what I mean. We were far. We were far. We had no idea of what it takes to take care of them boys. We don't even care. We don't care. All we need is when we wake up, we need food on the table. We need clothes to wear. If we have to go to school, we need something on, our, on, our, on that foot to put on and go. But we have no idea how they do it. And my father had a chair. He, he just sat in that chair. You know, when I was preparing for this message so many years back, I think I wasn't even seven years. I think I was because I could remember very well. He was sitting down there quietly. And I don't know what my mother was actually going through there. I don't know whether they don't have anything to give us or something. But, you know, God told me something. He said, look, because I, I read something. And, and, and Moses was saying, he made a reference. He said, Joshua, the son of Nun. And, and you would have read a lot about Joshua. Joshua's name is in the Bible. But you would never see none as a scripture in itself in the Bible, would you? But Moses made reference. He said, Joshua, the son of none. So invariably, for, for, for God to think of Joshua, then God knew none. And God had made a promise to none to say that when Moses is going off the cliff, when I'm taking Moses to Nebo, to the, to the mountain of Moab, to take his life, I have a somebody, a somebody, and that somebody has a father, and the name of the father is none. So, Joshua, having favor with the Lord, didn't start from Joshua. I don't know if you, you get what I'm saying. But I heard my mother's voice. 
and I had no idea of what he was going through and what he was thinking. These days, you know, sometimes people come to her and they ask her, how did you do it? And we ourselves, now that we have children, we wonder how she did it and how they did it. I mean, she's in her 80s now and she sits down there and sometimes we, we, we just go, we walk past her. And we have no idea what it takes to raise 10 children, 10 solid boys. We did not fight. We did not quarrel. We, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, think, think back. And, and around us, we had even two boys who were always fighting. We, we can have a boy, and a, I mean, a male and a female always fighting. And then sometimes they'll call them to my mom. They'll call them to my dad. And my dad will sit there and talk to them. But we didn't fight. What was holding us? What at all was holding us? A young man like me who thought he knows everything. <laughs> oh, I thought I knew everything. I thought my mother doesn't know anything. <laughs> Listen carefully. And sometimes I go to the old man and say, oh, come on, you want knowledge? And the old man will smile. And he said, oh, don't worry, you don't worry. Just listen to what she's saying. She's saying something. Listen to it carefully. Carefully. And I'm thinking what the, the old lady is saying. Not that she wasn't old. She was, she was really young in her days, you know. Even these days, she would tell you she would slap you. Amen. As, 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 as a matter of fact, she even tried it. On one, on one of his sons, like his 50-year-old son. So I asked him, are, 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 are you really going to slap me? He said, well, if, 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 if you, you, you like, he should have been there. And you see what will happen. Now I can't preempt what will happen. But if he has stood there, you will see what will happen. I will slap him. I will slap his face. I give birth to him. Amen. Now, why am I saying what I'm saying? Why am I saying what I'm saying? There are times that you will be a parent. And a parent, you will have a child. And you have to raise that child. And the Bible says that you have to raise that child not by the standards and the dictates of the world in which you find yourself. But the Bible made it quite clear that you have to raise that child in a way, in a way that when he grows up, he will not depart. Listen to that word carefully. The word depart. Depart. He will not move away. He will not be removed from what you've said unto him. But those days, they were mere words. I hear them. It was not making sense to me at all. I thought that woman was in her elements, not knowing that in her elements, that's where my Savior lies. In her elements. In the days when she perhaps she was like, where are we turning to? She would sing a song. I remember it very well. I heard it. I didn't learn it. And, and, and you know what? Yesterday, those, those songs were ministering to me. And then my grandmother would join in. And she has a very nice and beautiful voice. It's our lady, Amaba Olani, Why have you raised a song to lift my spirits from where it is? 
And at times, she, she might be lying down, maybe in the, in the quietness of the afternoon. And then she would continue from this verse. She would say, To be honest, I'm, I'm singing that song to you today. It came to me yesterday. I didn't learn it. So there's a traveler. And that traveler had been brought here on earth. And the traveler is tired. It's like, I, I need a respite. But who will the respite come from? The respite will come from the one who brought them here on the earth. I say, make a way. Belimo, Belimo. It's like, Belimo means open the door. Open that door. So that we will walk through and find a place of rest. That saved me. Amen. So the son of Nan, there was a Nan. If there had not been a Nan, there would not have been a Joshua. And if you are a Joshua, then you have a responsibility. Because you were brought forth by Nan. For some of you guys, you've been brought forth by Nan. You have no idea of where you are perhaps. But one day you will realize that there is a special purpose for which you were in somebody's womb here. When that day makes sense to you, perhaps, attitude will change. Characters will change. Your vision will change. Your direction will change. Your focus will change. The way you see things will change. There has been a mother, and that mother bore you in that womb. And you have no idea what it took to conceive you for that several number of months. There were tight moments when you were in that womb. And they were, they, they, sometimes they gasp for breath. They gasp for life. They gasp. They get to that point and they wonder, can we still really go on? When you were just in that womb, you have no idea. Absolutely no idea. You have no idea. Absolutely no idea. But God has an idea. And if God had carried them through... To see you children to this far. Then you just have to know that you have a responsibility. Just like me standing here before you today. Who also has a responsibility to make sure that our lives had been saved. And if life, that life had been saved, then we have a purpose for God saving our life. He did not do it. For us to think that we can take it for granted. Amen. The son of Nun was Joshua. And we have somebody called the son of Jesse. Have you heard it before? Who was Jesse? Who was he? I don't know him. I heard a name called Jesse. So I need your help. Who is Jesse? David's father. David's father was what? Is he Jesse? Or Jethro, or Jacob. But they are all J's, though. God bless me, they are all J's. <laughs> Son of Jesse. So there was a Jesse. So without Jesse, there will be no King David. So King David would have written all that he wrote. But he was identified by a name. 
And the name of identification was not King David. It was the son of Jesse. Amen. And the son of Jesse wrote three quarters of the Psalms that we read. Now, you have heard that there was a man called Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ also had a father. And he says, I, I, and my father. It's not different from the relationship between Nun and Joshua. And it was not different from the relationship between Jesse and David. So he went on to say, I and my father, we are one. There is no difference between me. He said, no one goeth to the Father except through me. Amen. There is a Father. Without the Father, there will not be a son. Without the son, there will not be a great-grandson. We will think of it carefully. I'm speaking the words of the living God. Amen. So I'll start my preaching. I want to talk about the sword. What is the sword? Now, I was talking about my mother. My mother, my mother, and I said something about my, 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 my grandmother, my grandmother, my grandmother, and I always hear her voice singing in the house, singing, singing, always singing, this woman is always singing in the house, and sometimes when I pick up my, my, my admans and I'm thinking I want the quietness, I will see that woman singing somewhere, somehow. And that singing, I thought so, I was seeing this as noise. Do you know what noise is? It's a sound that doesn't make sense. I will see it at noise. And I'll gather my books and walk past this woman. And I'll look at her with an eye. So you are disturbing in this house. But the house was in mine. The house was my dad's. And sometimes I would go to the old man and say, Charlie, you're more disturbed. Why? He said, leave this old woman. So I said, leave this house and go and do what you want to do. But we need that voice in this house. You have no idea what that voice brings to this house. You have no idea the angels they bring to this house. You have no idea the kind of sword they bring to this house. That when our back was against the wall, we have a sword that fights those that brings the wall and try to hinder, hinder, hinder us from going forward. There is a voice. There is a voice. And that voice is coming from my mother that you are hearing her singing. She brought me up. You have no idea what she's gone through with me. But she will continue to sing and sing a song. And that song, I can identify with that song, young man. If you don't leave this house, move away from this house. Go where you think you can get your quietness and your peace to study what you want to study. Maybe one day you come to the realization that what you are studying has no power. Listen carefully. Has no power. Has no power. It has no power to save you. It has no power. It has no power to redeem you. It has no power. But what I will read to you today that I was thinking was gibberish, that I was thinking doesn't make sense, I will read to you from that word. Today, it makes sense. Let's turn our Bibles to Proverbs. Amen. Proverbs 4.20. I'll read very quick. And I'll move on to the next thing I want to say. 
Today, you see our numbers? We are few. We can count each and every person in this room. We are few. Amen. Are we there? There was an advice given there. Amen. And I want us to look at that advice quickly. Guys, I'm growing, you know, so my eyes are also going. So if you don't give me light, I will not be able to read. Amen. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. You give me that one there. <laughs> my eyes are not like David's eye, you know. David's a young man. <laughs> Amen. He can see everything. Sometimes we refuse to grow, but we grow. Amen. Amen. Are we there? See, my son. Did you see that? That's what he started with. My son. Are you somebody's son today? Are you somebody's child today? Can you identify yourself to say you have a parent? Then listen to me carefully. In my son, I'll put my child. Amen. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely. Listen, watch that word. Listen closely. To what? Listen closely to what? My what? My what? Now, in, in, in what I have here, it says, listen closely to my words. I want you to know the word there, words. Highlight the word, word. The words there. Now, closely to the word, closely. We want to examine why it says closely. My son, give attention to my words. Attention. Attention. What's attention? What does attention mean? Give attention to my words. Why do you think we have to give attention to words? Why? Why? Why are they, why, why do we, are they, why? Why? Pay close attention to my words. Don't pay attention to anything else. Pay close, close attention to my word. Close, very close. That means get close to that word. Don't let even the air separate you from that word. Close, get close to it. You know how they put it? They say, your word have I hid in my heart that I may not see. Your word is in my heart. It's inside me. It's not by me. It's not by my side. It's not on my head. It's not, it's not, it's not even in my head. It's inside my heart. You know where the heart is? Where is the heart? It's, it's inside where? It's encapsulated, isn't it? Inside. So if the word is on my head, maybe the devil will come and steal it. So I can't put the word on my head. If I put it in my brain, it's also inside there. But why is he saying that I have not put your word in my brain? Have you thought of it? So your word, that same word, because he realized that he has to pay close attention to that word. He did not put the word even in his brain, but he put the word close to his where his heart, and out of the heart flows. As you sit down now, if we stop your heartbeat right now, start yourself. What will happen? You what? The person will die. You have to charge the evidence is here. I didn't say it. I didn't go to her school. But she said, you will die. So invariably, if my heart is beating, 
and God will spare that heart to beat. And that heart will give me life. Then if I have something to store, if I have something to hide, it will be the word, the word, the word. And the word, I will put that word in a place where no man can see, where nobody can steal, where nobody can corrupt, where no one can have any other way of more or less diluting it. I have to put it where? In my heart. In my heart. So he said, in my heart, I have hidden your word. It shows you what kind of treasure it is. Look, life as you see, if God opens your eyes to see, you will realize the actual depositions of life itself, where are they? They are hidden. Are they open? Because if they are open, I would have grabbed one, one, one way long ago. In my, my childhood, the way I was really Charlie, very aggressive and Charlie, like I really want to make it. I would have grabbed one. See, I would have grabbed one in my pocket, maybe the gold. Run away to wherever I melt it. And by this time, I'm, I'm, I'm cruising. Wild. Listen carefully. Open your eyes. Let an, your understanding expand. The actual depositions of life. Today, for me, from where I come from, it's a raw material. It's called gold. That gold is deposited somewhere. It's buried. It's, it's, it's encapsulated somewhere. So you have to dig and 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 people lose their lives in the process. What are they going for? They are going for a treasure. And the treasure is not just on the surface. That treasure is hidden somewhere. So then we realize that that thing called the word is a treasure. And I have to hide that treasure somewhere, somewhere, somehow. If I dig the ground and bury it there, somewhere, somehow, somebody will go for it. But for me, I will die with it. So I will put that word in my heart. So invariably, when life ceases, the word is with me. I'm gone. But nobody else will have access to that word. Yesterday, the politicians. <laughs> My wife will tell I'm always listening to them, you know. They were going on and on and on and interview them. Nobody comes to interview me. I don't really matter, to be honest with you. <laughs> but they will interview them. And, and Scotland is planning for a referendum to separate themselves from the rest of the United Kingdom. Are you aware? And they are saying that they have so much positions in the shore. Now, the, the fossil fuels they are talking about in terms of the oil they want to drill, the, what they actually want to depend on is not on the surface of the sea. Again, it's being hidden. Deep down, under the, the birth of the sea itself. So you have to dig deep and go for it. And not one thing carefully, I'm saying something. I'm saying a whole country, millions of people are depending on the deposition that God had put down there. But David is saying, I will not depend on what is going down there. I will depend on the word. I will depend on the word. And for me, if I get that word, I will also hide that word. And I will hide it somewhere. And where I will hide mine? In my heart. Because I have to guard the word closely, carefully, that no one can do anything with it. Amen. Now, if we are children of God, then we are hearing the word from God. And God is saying here that my son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Do not let them out of your sight. 
Amen. People, if we sleep, I mean, our sight is gone. I don't know about you unless you are dreaming. But even if you are dreaming, you are not conscious. So, so if you don't want to even let the word out of your sight, where else then the word, the word will be? Because if I'm breathing, then the word of yours should be somewhere. So that it will, it will protect the word. Else, my sight, I will lose consciousness of that sight. And when I lose consciousness of that sight, it's gone. So if, if it is gone, and I don't have the word in my sight, what then do I do? I need it somewhere. That puts it somewhere that I will dig deep into. And where it is, is in my heart. That's where David hid that word. But why do you think David will have to hide that word there? What is so much? How, why is the word so much? Why is it so important to us? The word. The word that Kwati spoke the last time. It shook the whole economy of this country. The word. It's powerful. If you go on the news, and then, I mean, he crashed our economy by his word. He crashed your economy by his word. He crashed the economy by his word. The markets were tumbling by his word, by his word, not by his word. He did not take anything there. He did not go to shake them physically, but he shook the whole world by his word, by his word, by his word. I said, by his word. And that word is in your lips. That word is on your tongue. As you sit down there, there are words on your tongue. How do you use the words on your tongue? To shake the world. He shook it. He brought the kind of economics. What they call it trickle down economics. They said we've tried it, it failed. That word had failed. I am bringing unto you today a word that has been tested, tried, and proved. And that word never shakes. That word builds. That word restores. That word redeems. That word will bring what we call strength. That word will bring what we call salvation unto mankind. The word, the word, the word. It brings restoration. It brings restoration. It will redeem you from the mary grave and set your feet upon a rock. And on the rock you will stay because the rock will be your shield. Amen. I'm talking about the word. Somebody was hiding a word in his heart. If you hide a word in your heart <laughs> and you breathe, the air that you cannot hold and see, the God that you cannot see, if you read the Bible carefully, I'm not there yet, but I'll say it. My Bible school, don't bring it on, on, on Friday. He said something. He said when he got there, he, 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 he molded the clay. I said, what did he do? He did what? He did what? Oh, no, no. Breathed into the clay. Breathed into the clay. Had life. The clay was then still dead. The clay then had life. And in the beginning was what? And the word brought life. So if I can have life, and I can trace that life to the beating of the heart, then where I will need to hide that word is where God meets me as a human being that gives my existence. That's where I'll hide it. And I'll hide it right there. So that God will always identify what he has said unto me. There, right in my heart. And there we'll see what will happen. Come on. So I'll hide it there. 
Amen. Say, so do not let them out of thy sight. Keep them within your way. Your way. Your heart. Your heart. Keep them in your heart. How do you keep something in your heart? I mean, the heart, I don't even see. I want to put my coins in my heart, you know. <laughs> maybe I have to go and see a doctor to operate me. And just, so that maybe they operate me and put my gold coin in there. So that when I'm going, I won't leave James anything. At least I know that I'm going with my coin. I'm gone. Struggle for years. Work for years. When I tell you something, you don't even listen to me. So you know what? I'm angry with you. I'll hide it. My heart. So David said, your word have I hid in my heart. That what? I may not. Oh, poor King David. Said that I may not sin against you. He was terrified of the God, of the God he serves. He knows what the Lord he serves will do to him. When, so he said, no, you know what? You know what, God, you know what? For me, I will hide that word in my heart. So that even if I see, know that you breathe through me, through my heart. So perhaps you also have a way of dealing with it one way or the other. Don't blame me alone. I have no idea. Paul put it this way. He said, the things we want to do, we can't do them. But the things we don't want to do are the things we do. Oh, come on. So it gets to a point where God, then we identify to say, well, you are mine. I'll show you where God does that. Amen. I'll jump from here. The rest is for you to read. Amen. M, M, give me Deuteronomy. Are you with me? My young son with a spectacle. Today you hear my voice. You sitting down there, young man. I'm speaking words. And the words I'm speaking are the words of life. Our hope and everything is on you guys sitting down there. And one day you'll be held to account for the words you hear. One day you'll be held to account the words you hear. I was not privileged like you guys. You are much more privileged than I am. Amen. Paul said, for some of you who start with Christ, you are more privileged than I am. For me, I have to run my race. I have to run my race. I see today is my last day. You met Christ and you start with Christ. So you can do whatever you want to do. Perhaps I don't know. But I have to run mine in a way that if I lose my guard, I fall by. And I will not be accounted for as one of the members of Christ. But you start with him. So for you, he will not reject you. But for me, I don't know. So I'll run my race. I see what? So for me, I run mine. Because I know I've rejected it before. So I'll run mine. As if today is my last day. Amen. I'm 50 something. I was tested when I was playing with the 35s. Amen. The UK anti doping agency said they, they doubt it. I'm, I'm, t- I'm speaking. I'm, I'm not telling you something. Look, we, 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 we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by what we believe and what we know. He said he will renew my youth. You think I'm dying? I'm not dying. You think I'm going off? I'm not going off. I was running with young men who are 34 years, 30 years and stuff like that. They said, young man, we need to test you. You call me a young man. Yes, I'll present myself to test me. You know what is in my blood? I have something in my blood. It's not drugs. As a matter of fact, do I like taking drugs? I don't. Ask it, I don't. But this week, I've taken a lot, though. <laughs> it has to come and stand here to, to preach. He's taking a lot of drugs. And she said to me, oh, oh. And I just walked past her. Don't pity me. I have a God. I have a God. Oh, young man, we have to test you. We are not sure. And they checked my passport again. They looked at me. And they said, and you play every single game. 
The young men go out. They substitute themselves, but you don't go out of the game. There is absolutely no way you can play this game at this age. No way. Medically, no way. Scientifically, no way. And I smile at the back of my head. And I say, you have no idea. And I went quietly for the test. They took a sample of my blood and they tested it. And actually, they said, you don't have much chemical in your system, actually. And I sat down there quietly. And I said, are you done? And I said to the president, you know what? I don't really like taking medication myself. So how? Can you really talk? Can you really like, uh, uh, what's your, that we'll give you somebody to really talk us through how? I said, don't worry yourself. There is, there is absolutely no need. Right? I know how. I know how I can sustain myself in a game with a 35. And with a master's game, what I'm talking about, we have 35s, we have 40s, we have 45s, and we have 50s. And I decided to come that low, 15 years or 17 years down below. And I'm praying against them. And they were not even running past me. So they had to test me. In my blood, there's something. I know what is in there. No, no, I'm telling you something. I said, in my blood. Perhaps you don't know what you have in your blood. But I know what I have in my blood. I know. There is something in my blood. What is in my blood? It's not a chemical that will enhance me to do any, any, any physical activity. But what I have is a chemical that would bring all things to pass. All things. Things which now is and things which are yet to come. Be it in the physical or in the spiritual. So I'm not running in the physical as you see. There is something that is really motivating me to run. And it's the spirit of God. I believe that word that I will renew your youth. My whole country, they were wondering. Say, so how can you play with these guys? Come on. Sometimes I think it's, 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 it sounds so crazy, isn't it? I want to do things which are crazy. I want to do things which the scientists would say is crazy. But then it makes sense. If you hide the word of God in your heart, it will make sense. Because how? There was nobody apart from myself who did that thing. Nobody else. Out of the thousands who came to the I was the only one. Only the only one. And I know how. I know how. Because in my heart was not flowing the casual blood that perhaps is in the other people's heart. What is flowing through my heart is the word of God. And what he has said. And when I'm going out, they said, no. You might not come in. I had, I had an injury. I said, well, I want to change myself. And remember what my senior brother said to me? He said, Charlie, come on. Oh, 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 Jamie, open your back. Okay, back here. And I was like, oh, no, no, let me rest for even two minutes. The guys would say, are you going out? No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 Rambo, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. You know what? By the line, I had to come back in. And I went back in. And I stood there again. I was playing with them. I didn't go out. And I played throughout. Church, I'm, I'm giving you a clear test. What is in my blood? I was tested, you know. I was tested three times. I have a natural blood like everybody else. But then, there is something that influences the way I think. And what influences the way I think is the word of God and what, what the word has said. Because I have to guard that, that, that word so carefully. And guard that word, I have to hold the word itself to account. If you say you renew my youth, I am playing with the youth. So you need to renew me and bring me back to my youth. And play with them. So that they will know that I, Emmanuel, I have a God. So it might sound crazy, but to me, there is a meaning. Amen. Amen. The sword 
shall destroy outside. There shall be terror within. For the young man and a virgin, the nursing child and a man of gray hairs. Move on. God said he would do something. Amen. I would have said, I would dash them in pieces. Do you know who he's talking? God is talking in, in, in anger. And he was talking to, through Moses. He was talking in anger. Our righteousness is just as filthy as you can think of. It's going to God and God is thinking, these people, are they really, do I really need to do something with them? Come on, look at what I did with the Israelites. And yet, look at the kind of, come on, come on, look at the kind of, they, they, they can even go to the extent of, you know, putting up images and thinking their God is an image. Against me, the living God. And that kind of, it's, it's so, I mean, that God was so angry. That I will make the memory of them to cease from amongst men. Have you heard that word before? It's a strong word. I will make the memory of them to cease amongst men. That means we will not even talk about them again. But go on. Had I not feared the wrath of the enemy, had I not feared the wrath of the enemy, lest their adversary should misunderstand, lest they should say our hand is high. And because of the adversary, God decided that because of somebody else and not you, and what you've done, and what you do, because for God, there is an adversary. And God knows who that, I mean, that adversary is. You know how Paul said? Paul said, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. I'll show you that point too as well. And that's what God is saying. Not because of your anything. Because for you, you are just a floating rag before me. I need to do something else. That's why he brought his son. Amen. To redeem. But he said something there. He said, he said lest they should say, our hand is high. And God is not thinking about the adversary. Not even you anymore. But because... The devil will claim that I have destroyed them. And God's people cannot be destroyed by the devil. God said, for that matter, I will hold my breath from men. But I will find a way of giving them the glory. It's the word of God. Amen. And God had mercy. Because the devil will say, it is not the Lord who has done this. Amen. We are nothing, you know. Church, we as humans, we will always wrong God. But I want you to realize that God looks beyond the human. God looks beyond the human. God doesn't look at you. So God was not looking at the Israelites. He was looking at the adversary who then claimed that he has done something. But he said, I will not give glory to the adversary. And for that matter, I have to find a way of redeeming my own people. So then the calculative steps then began. There should be somebody who will save mankind. Amen. I'm talking about the word. That word, I call the sword. If you go to war, you've not been to war before. I mean, these days we are using, David, uh, what are we using these days? Heavy, heavy, heavy weapons. We are using nuclear weapons. You know, and, and what? Drones and stuff like that to fight wars. So, you know, maybe you might not really identify with this one. But I'll tell you one thing. You know, those times we were going, I mean, in, that, that was in their contemporary days, you know. They were going to war. When you are going to war, they go to war with a shield. You had a shield last week, didn't you? Now, what a shield, I, I left the word there because if, if, if you take the shield alone, 
you have, you have nothing to defend yourself with. Only the shield, isn't it? So what will happen is that the shield, you hold the shield. They will knock you, fine, 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 fine. You are holding the shield. And the enemy will still be there, but you still hold the shield. And then one will come, you know, thousands. One, two, three. Because you are there, they will keep bombarding you, bombarding until you fall down. So you still have the shield, but you still fall down. And you'll be defenseless at some point, And the enemy will get you. So if you have the shield, right, what else do you need? The sword. Now, what a sword will do is that when you take one shield of the knock, then you also have a sword in your hands. So with a sword in your hand, the enemy standing right in front of you, rap, it goes. And when that sword is as sharp as I know, <laughs> one slice takes off one enemy. The next slice takes off another enemy. So whilst you have the sword on your head and the sword in your hands, you are covered. Amen. When the Bible says nothing would by any means make you fall, do you know what the Bible is talking about? The Bible, by his word, has made so much provision. Unless you don't know it, by your ignorance you fall. By your ignorance you perish. By your ignorance you die. But if you know what the word has said, said the, um, um, Hebrews, take me to Hebrews 4. We'll be ending very soon. Hebrews 4. I mean, we are talking about the word. We need the word. Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4 verse what? We are Bible students here, you know. So the Bible students talk. Don't hide. Show your faces. Don't hide. Amen. For the word of God is. <laughs> I didn't say it, you know. I'm only reading it. It's, it's written already. I didn't, I didn't put that word there, you know. I'm only reading it. In the days of my father, it was there. In the days of my grandfather, it was even there. In the days of the AIJ. Do you know what the AIJ is? It was there. Those of us who memorize scriptures, that's how we do it. A-I-G. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Do you know who A-I-J is? Amen. You need a clue. <laughs> the God of what? That's the A-I-G. <laughs> and, and Moses would say, the God of A, the God of I, the God of J. So, what you are seeing there, did it start from my time? I have not concocted anything there. It's nothing new. It's been there. And I'm talking about the word. And they describe the word. Say the word is. Not the word was. Is today. Current. Amen. The word is what? Living. And the word is what? Powerful. If you've done mathematics, you know the difference between end and all. I always say this. I haven't said it, so maybe I'm not closing. Once I've said it, I know that I'm closing. <laughs> Amen. In the language of mathematics, there's a difference between all, all, O R, and end. Is that true? Be careful so that I'll lie. <laughs> if you say all, you pick one. If you say end, you pick one. If you say all, you pick one. 
If you say and, you pick one. No, I'm a liar. See, I'm a man. So I have not written nothing there. They use a language called end. If you say end, it means you take both. Not one or. Not either or. It's both. So the Bible says that the word of God is living. As it was in the days of Moses. As and Moses himself referred to it. I, I am coming back. As it was in the days of Moses. And then Moses said, as it, as, as, as it was in the days of AIJ, as it was in the days of Abraham, Moses is also going back. When I shifted to Moses, Moses is running back. Moses now own it because it goes way, way, way back. If that word is dead, by this time it's dead. Living. Living is something that grows. Living is something, living is something that has life. We are living. And as we are living, as it was in the days of Abraham, Abraham is gone. But the name Abraham is being mentioned. And people are naming their children Abraham. So Abraham is still living. As it was in the days of Isaac, Isaac is still living. I am talking about the living word. I am talking about the living word. And the word is still living today. The word is still alive. The word has life. I will die and go if Jesus doesn't come so fast. And the word will still live. And the Bible is describing the word. So the word is, is living. And it's not only living, but it's living and powerful. It's not only living. The word is living and then it is powerful. Why is it powerful? They will tell us why it's powerful. And sharper. It's sharper than before. <laughs> it's sharper than the sword. If you pick the physical sword in your hands, it will pierce through the human standing right in front of you. But God describes somebody in Deuteronomy and said that person is called who? The adversary. The adversary will not run by your physical sword. By the sword that you take for your physical and sharpen it every day, every night. The, 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 the knife you have at home, when you pierce it through, it will cut a human life and perhaps make it dead. But not the word of God. Your knife cannot kill that word of God. That word of God will still live. It's sharper than any two a sword, piercing even to the division of souls. And what? And what? I'm talking about something, oh, church. I am making reference to the sword. And the sword deals with elements, not only in the physical, but as well as the spiritual. And the word is the word. And I'm talking about the word. And the word. And perhaps your mom or dad has spoken to you about the word before. I'm talking about the word, the word, the word. In Proverbs, he spoke about the word. When we were being advised. And God wanted to put something in our hands. And the thing that God is calling a sword. He put the physical sword, perhaps. <laughs> the physical sword corrodes. Depending on the kind of material that he has used to make. It will corrode. When you corrode and you sharpen it, you need more sharpness to sharpen it. But you see why David will have to hide that word somewhere. And as long as you have life and you are living, and your God is living, God will sharpen that word. And when God sharpens that word, it will cut, not only in the physical, but it will cut your adversary. When you are living and you are lying down there, sleeping and breathing, that word in your heart becomes a sword. 
and that sword will deal with anything that threatens the existence of your life. The word, the word, the word, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and it's a discerner of the thoughts, of the intents of where the word hides the heart. I'm speaking the word. We'll end with this. Maybe I'm lying. But I know you all believe in Christ, do we? Do you all believe in Christ? Okay, if we believe in Christ, let's go to Matthew then. Matthew 1. I'm a man. Sometimes be careful with me, you know. I always tell you that. I always tell God, God, I'm a man. And, and with me lies my strength. <laughs> but with you lies more strength. Amen. Amen. Are we there? You see, uh, before Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, I'll make reference to your master, Jesus himself. If Jesus had only the spirit without the word, what do you think will happen to him? I'll tell you one thing. When you were born, you were born with the spirit. But you're not, you were not born with the word. Were you born with the word? <laughs> maybe it's in your mother, so my genealogy to pass to you. Uh, maybe, maybe it's true. You're in your farm, so maybe you will know. You, you know what I said? I said, they give birth, so they will know. I'm a man. I've not carried before. Do you know? Have you carried before? You've not carried before, so you can't tell. <laughs> Just, have you carried before? Uh, so you can tell us. So the ladies, we are, we are asking you. You have the word inside you, don't you? You have the word inside you, don't you? Yeah. So when you were giving birth to your child, the word went into your child. Really? So what went into the child? The spirit went into the child. So the child has life. Uh, uh, oh, okay. They, they, they have to do what? Oh. I don't know. They, they are saying it. Oh, my man, is it true? We have a young man at home there. I don't know. I'm saying something. So when he went in there, the spirit of the Lord descended, isn't it? But you know what? That wasn't enough for him when he was <laughs> challenged by the adversary. He needed something else to top up the spirit. The spirit, yes, is a shield. He had it. <laughs> now, the man had come also with his what, piercing sword. The enemy, you see, is a spirit. So now they've, they've met themselves in the spirit. Now they were coming to the battle of the sword, the battle of the word. When they came to the battle of the sword, if Christ hasn't got the word, really, by this time, you'll not be sitting where you are sitting. Something else may have happened. But he walked there with the spirit. And the enemy said something. But Jesus said, it is what? And what is written? Thank you. What is written is the word. What is written is the text. What is written is what you learn. To acquire. And when you learn to acquire, you have to apply what you have learned and acquired. And that then activates the spirit. And when you combine the spirit and the word, hey, 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 come on. We, we, 
we, we walk. Come on. Hear me clearly. Look, me, eh? I walk. My mother would say, go, go and talk to him. And I say, oh, me, Ferino, I, 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 I'm shy. I, I can't go to him. And I say, no, 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 go and talk to him. Whatever he tells you, just do it. What do you think I'm, what do you think I'm going to say? Go speak the word. And my mom now knows that what he says is the word. And that word is powerful. And the womb that conceives me knows that he will speak the word. Amen. And so when he was filled, he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. So they fasted 40 days and 40 nights. But when he came to the crunch, he was weak. Actually, he was actually weak. There was no food in his belly. What was in his heart was then the food he has to depend on. And what was there was not Banku or Semolina or Patti. What was there what was there is the word of his father. So he said to that adversary, it is written. And because it is written, you get thee behind me. And what made the adversary leave the premises and the confines and the presence of your redeemer is the word. And the Bible said he fled because he had the word. The man is fully equipped with the shield and the sword and the sword of the spirit. And the sword I would present to you today is the word of God. The word of God. I say the word of God. Not the word of the economic theories that I have read. I have read some called the demand and supply. He said, well, if you want to increase the demand, you have to do something. If you want to increase supply, you have to do, you have to do something. You know, Kwesi Kwati was standing there, and he was talking about the demand side and the supply side. We all learn it from the books. The books, is in the economic books that we learn. He has his PhD in economics, perhaps. He has his PhD in a particular subject. But you know what? They say, they say, the people of England today are saying they don't have confidence in his word. But I have confidence, church. Let me word. I will tell you today. That it doesn't matter what crazy quality tells me. My life does not depend on the dictates of the human being reading their word. It doesn't matter to me at all. What matters to me, as I stand before you, what matters to me is what my God has said. The God who knew me from my mother's womb. When he called me, when he called me, when he called me, when he called me, come on. I say when he called me, he called me by his grace. Not by the mercy of the budget that will be read every now and then. Their budget is even a mini budget, but the mini budget is shaking the whole world. People are talking about the mini budget. If you go to Japan, they are talking about the budget that England read the last, last day. I saw that news and in Japan, they were crying. They were saying the budget is weakening them. But that budget has never taken an ounce out of me. It didn't shake me. Not at all. Not one bit. I wasn't moved by that budget. As a reason, I have no cause because I know 
that man will read what he has learned. And the word he's reading is the word full of postulates, word full of if and else, if and else, and all things being equal. And they are praying, 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 they are praying that somewhere, somehow, the word you hear, growth, 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 will happen. Please said growth. He was standing behind something like this. And he was standing in conference. So today, <laughs> I'm here at a conference. I'm at a conference, sorry, conference of not the conservatives. But at a conference of Living Word Ministry International. And I'm saying to you today, that what will redeem us is the rock of salvation. The rock of salvation. That rock. When we say a rock, there are rocks that starts with a small r. And there are rocks that starts with a capital R. I'm talking about the rock that starts with a capital R. That rock that never shakes. That rock, I will say to England again, let's go back to what we did in the Second World War. In the Second World War, when we were threatened, when our hope was shaking, when we thought the world is all behind us, and there was nothing else we could do at the mercy of the man called Hitler, we prayed. And we prayed using the word of God. The word of God brought us hope that if we know the word and we know we are the God, that word will save us from the work of men. Today we have somebody called, not, not Hitler, but Putin. And Putin is shaking your economy. And because of Putin, standard of living is going high. Not only in the United Kingdom, but in the country where I call my country of birth in Ghana. If you go to Nigeria, they sing the same song. If you go to Japan, they sing the same song. If you go to the USA, the United States, the states that are united, if you go there, they are saying the same thing. You know what they do? When those things become worrying, they have to increase what we call the base rates by the bank that controls the country. I don't know the bank that controls you. But for me, my bank is in my heart. That's where my bank is. And I have saved the word in my bank. So when it gets so tough, whether the Bank of England increases their rates, I will also go to my bank. And my bank, I would also increase my rates. And the word will increase my weight, and the word increases my rate all the time. So when the word increases my rate, my mortgage will not suffer. That's how I understand God to be in his word. My old doctor asked me, you've been here, you've been standing here and standing here. You know what, I had about several Bibles and I've lined the Bibles, Bibles by the window. And I just stand there and read this one and then go there and read that one and go there and read this one and come here and read this one and go there and read this one. I said, we'll go to Ikea. I said, mommy, I'm not going to Ikea today. Well, I have a lot to do. Mommy, I'm not going to Ikea. I'm not saying going to Ikea is wrong. She has the cost to go to Ikea. But I don't have the cost to go to Ikea. What I have to do is to go from one window 
to the next window, to the next window, to the next window, to the next window. The windows I'm going to, I'm going to my bank. And what I'm getting from my bank is the sword. What I'm getting from my bank is the currency that will stabilize my economy. The economy of Emmanuel Obrikobriti, that's the economy that matters. And the economy of the kingdom of God, that's what matters. If we have a problem, let's go back. I was trained to read budgets. <laughs> Do you understand that? When we were reading our textbooks, <laughs> I mean, when we were reading our textbooks, young man, when we were reading our textbooks, we, we do accounting. <laughs> when I wrote my last paper, somebody said to me, have you done accounting before? I said, I haven't done accounting before. I said, well, how come you understand these things? You understand it like somebody who has done these things before. I haven't done them before. You know what I've done before? I've read the book. This one, I read this. And it says it will bring all things to my memory. It will make things clearer. You are sharp. I'm sharp, yes. Why? Because the word is sharper. So if I'm reading this way, it will make me sharper. That's why I'm sharp. So what makes me sharp? <laughs> Indeed, it's the word. I was made by the word. I was made by the word. When I'm struggling, I go back to the word. Now you know what? This memory you've given me, my Lord and my master, is struggling with the word. So you have to make that word sharper and clearer and cleaner without any impurity, and then I'll get it. Amen. Church, at this conference, I will end. And I'll also end with three words. The word. Count it for me. One. If you fail to count, I'll count. David said a word. I didn't say it. I would say mine. Count mine. David said a word. The one who said a word was a king. And he fought battles. Battles that destroys any human life. But he knew that the battles he was fighting is not a battle of the human flesh. But it's the battle of the Lord. So you come back and say the word. I have hidden that word in my heart. So I bring again to you again. As I earn mine. I will say again to you the word. Hebrews says the word is living. The word is powerful. The word is sharper. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's sharper than anything else that you have come across. I am talking about the word of God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And everything that the God and the Lord has said is sharper than any two-edged sword. Is sharper than what? The second in command of your land will speak. No budget can account for the word. I thank God that I don't talk about the budgets. I thank God I'm a minister, not that read the budget, but I read the budget <laughs> of the triple R. So I've given you the budget. And it's the word one, the word two, and the word three. And it's not the word of man, but it's the word of God.
Let's rise to our feet, please. If you were blessed by today's message, why not share it with a loved one? And as always, stay connected by visiting our website at www.lwmi.org.uk. We hope you were blessed.